Hey everyone, here at Emmaus Footnotes, we are continuing season five with our daily reflections on the Psalms. These podcasts are meant to serve as aids in nurturing the habit of reading a Psalm each day as a structured part of our prayer. We are praying Psalm 1 on January 1st, Psalm 2 on January 2nd, and so on. We hope these short reflections on the first 30 Psalms serve as a companion to your practice. Here is Pastor Nathan Oates. Psalm 21, for the director of music, a psalm of David. The king rejoices in your strength, Lord. How great is his joy in the victories you give. You have granted him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. You came to greet him with rich blessings and placed a crown of pure gold on his head. He asked you for life and you gave it to him, length of days forever and ever. Through the victories you gave, his glory is great. You have bestowed on him splendor and majesty. Surely you have granted him unending blessings and made him glad with the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord. Through the unfailing love of the Most High, he will not be shaken. Your hand will lay hold on all your enemies, your right hand will seize your foes. When you appear for battle, you will burn them up as in a blazing furnace. The Lord will swallow them up in his wrath, and his fire will consume them. You will destroy their descendants from the earth, their posterity from mankind. Though they plot against you and devise wicked schemes they cannot succeed, you will make them Turn their backs when you aim at them with drawn bow. Be exalted in your strength, Lord. We will sing and praise your might. Augustine reflects on this psalm, as do many of the early Christian um, pastors and theologians, because increasingly the Christian church wrestled with this ethic of vengeance that we see over and over again in the psalms. And they wrestled with this tension because it doesn't match, it doesn't um, harmonize well with the teachings of Jesus, specifically the Sermon on the Mount. And so um, they, they look for a way to acknowledge that the Psalms are honest expressions of a spirituality of David, of his desire to, mostly David, it's other writers as well, Um, his desire to be in relationship with God, his desire to submit his life to God, to serve God, but also it's a relatively primal, undeveloped understanding of God's heart, God's character. It's easy to uh, read in the Psalms these examples of God's going to smash the teeth of my enemy and as though this is something that is like core to the heart of God. And yet, In Jesus, we hear this different approach. And so this has been a long challenge uh, for many people to kind of reconcile the two. What Augustine says at one point in his sermon on this psalm is the following. He says, For good begins then to be longed for when it has begun to grow sweet. But when good is done by fear of penalty, not by the love of righteousness, good is not well done. In other words, 
Augustine is reflecting on the difference between being motivated by duty and being motivated by love. We we shift gears from the Psalms to the teachings of Jesus, from revenge, prayers for revenge against our enemies, to praying for our enemies. And it may feel like a big leap to jump from Psalm 21 to the teachings of Jesus in Matthew 5. But the early Christians, there's five church fathers who have sermons on this psalm where they say in reference to verse 3 that the crown of pure gold given to us by God, according to David, is grace. So these are early Christian um, leaders who are reading back They're reading the Psalms, but they're reading the Psalms through the lens of Jesus, and they're seeing these signs of a more complete, robust, mature spirituality, and that are just barely revealed early in the Psalms, but now they have understood more completely because of Christ. And so we hear early Christians um, wrestling with the tension between David's view of his enemies and Jesus's teachings about his enemies, and what they encourage early Christians to do is to embrace the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit in their lives so that their motivation for doing good is not to earn the righteous judgment of God, but their motivation for doing good is because that's what love does. And so they shift from being driven by duty to being driven by love. This is the evidence of growth in grace that is consistently taught by the early Christian fathers. And so we move from smash my enemy's jaw to um, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. When we read these Psalms of retribution, I think there's two ways we can handle it. One, we can um, hold evil as the enemy and pray these strong prayers against the deception, the evil, the rebellion, the sin that exists in and around us. And, And another thing we can do is we can see that this is the honest, emotional response when it is not affected by the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit. And we can pray that though we feel these things and we are free to feel these ways, we shouldn't stay in this place, but we should pray for the filling of the Holy Spirit to be able to approach evil, revenge, adversity, injustice, with a different ethic, an ethic that is ultimately driven by love. Thank you for listening to this episode of Emmaus Footnotes. Join us again tomorrow for a reading and reflection on the next psalm.